Good morning. Welcome to the Cat Cave. Hello. Coming at the podcast one week after our bariatric birthday. What a beautiful celebration. Thank you so much for such a lovely day. How did you enjoy your day with the bariatric birthday? Oh, I thought it worked out pretty well. Um, it's, it's definitely a uh, change from how we normally would have celebrated a birthday. Um, we still had cake though. Absolutely. The cake turned out amazing. I loved how you took something that I love so much and made it bariatric. And even though it was changed and made into almond and coconut flour and it was dense like a brownie you smothered it with some wonderful frosting blueberries and almonds on top turned out great your frosting is your forte how did you get that to become bariatric well the frosting i used monk fruit instead of regular white sugar so it it helps to alleviate that sugar content but not the sweetness that you would want from a cake or a frosting um it it turns out a little different the monk fruit tends to uh clump a little bit if you're not careful but we got it we got it in there and and mixed into where it it was uh it worked out okay. So your frosting <clears throat> has always been known for the rich, creamy, sweet, but just something different. There's something about your frosting that really just sets it apart from everybody else. And you have fans, like legit frosting fans. They say, you can keep the cake, just give me a bowl of frosting. <laughs> so... What were some of the other ways that you were able to make your frosting still frosting for me? Well, it was, I used monk fruit instead of the white sugar. Um, so we still had the sweetness. Um, I used cream cheese so that it creates that smooth texture without having as much, uh, um, content, I guess, is the best way to say that. Um, it's less fat, less calories um, than like your traditional butter and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then mixing the monk fruit and the cream cheese and that together, um, it didn't have enough sweetness. Yeah, you took it to the next level with a white chocolate so and did, a raspberry infusion. Yeah, I used a little bit of uh, white chocolate raspberry um, coffee creamer, actually, which was really good in the frosting. I just can't really picture it in coffee. <laughs> That's true. It, just doesn't seem like white chocolate raspberry coffee should be a thing. Well, everybody could definitely have different taste buds. And my taste buds 
do talk. Mm -hmm. They are connected to the tongue. Oh, yeah. And they were raving. So thank you. That was amazing. I loved all of the other bariatric birthday celebrations that we incorporated with our picture, our balloons. We did get some blood work. We did. That was... Uh... A little that was belated. Our bariatric birthday presents, I guess. A little <laughs> belated. Yeah, we didn't get those uh, results in, actually until today. Um, when we did them the day before our birthday last Tuesday, but they came when they were supposed to. Definitely divine timing. And it's worth celebrating and reflecting on the quantum healing that we are witnessing in the blood work. There's no other word. It's miraculous. It is going from where we were pre-surgery, especially where we were almost access denied getting the surgery because of blood work. Well, yeah, the, the morning of the surgery, they were talking about not doing mine because the uh, blood sugar was so high um, and even though it wasn't horribly high for the numbers I was having I mean it was actually pretty good um, it was still considerably higher than they would like and I had to really focus on getting that down um, actually, it was the morning before the surgery, not morning of. Um, and they almost didn't do the surgery, as you know. So to go from that to being on actually the lower end of the spectrum as far as normal numbers uh, really was a uh, amazing change. Yes, let's go ahead and, and focus on one of those numbers that have absolutely blown my mind is your diabetic number. And that was one of the numbers that you had to dance with every morning, every night. It was a constant struggle. We would get calls because we have the latest technology available for you to help manage that was a app and glucose monitor that had 24 hour support and if you, and when not if because it was becoming when your count got to unsafe levels, we would get alerted. They would alert me. Yeah. Yeah, they would call, um, I think the number was anything over 350, Okay, if I remember right. And not that it happened all that often, but that number should never be reached. Right. And um, it happened more, any time that it happened is more than you would like, but... It would happen, I think, probably at least once a month. Yes. Where that number would reach over 350, and they would call you. The nursing staff would call you. Hey, your husband's number is too high. It's at a dangerous level. 
what's going on. You and I remember I'd get mad. Because mm-hmm. um, they would call you to, to check to check in, and I'd get mad. I, I Who's tattling on who, me? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't answer the phone. Um, you, you know, they would want to talk to me, and I, you know, I would push the phone away. I, I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to him. I'm well aware that the count's high. And, uh, you know, it, it just was a daily struggle. And to go from numbers like that on a consistent basis as an average 250. And then to go from that to 90. Yeah, in one year. 12 months. In, in less than one year. Unless, oh, that's true, because yeah. you saw an immediate... Yeah, I saw an immediate change. It, it wasn't normal, quote-unquote, levels yet, but um, from January to May, it dropped from an average of 250 to an average of 140. And 140 is still slightly elevated, but uh, quite a bit better than... 250 and to go from that to now averaging a hundred is these are numbers that I never thought I'd see so these numbers are your glucose numbers that were the the, daily daily sugar spot shot anytime I poke my finger and drain some blood it that's that's those numbers Okay. That's a spot shot at any given point. You prick your finger and test the blood. And <clears throat> you, even though you have consistently seen wonderful numbers for six months straight, you still spot check yourself. Is that out of a habit? Is that out of a learning to trust the new body that it really is changed? It's a, it's a lack of trusting the new numbers. It's a constant check and make sure and check again and then check again and then check it again. Yeah, double check so, the double checks. You know, like when you're when you're building something and you're cutting lumber, you know, you measure twice and check, you measure twice and cut once, right? If if you do it right. If you do it right. In in my case, it's measure and measure and then check and then measure again, and then measure it again, just to make sure that the numbers all were adding up and and they weren't just magically low one day and now they're back to where they they were so now the glucose is what goes into the a1c correct yeah the a1c is a is an overall uh blood sugar in the bo- sugar in the blood count that can only be measured over like a three month span so they, they take, and when they take that number, that number is the average of what the blood sugar has been for at least 90 days. And when we were pre-surgery, that was double digits. Pre-surgery, that number was double digits. That number is supposed to be um, 
in a, in a normal, healthy adult, that number is supposed to be under 5.7. Okay. Yeah, or 5 point, yeah, 5.7 and under. 5.7 to 6.4 is pre-diabetic, and anything over 6.4 is full-fledged, no treats for you, blood sugar numbers. And we were way over that. We were well, double. I was. Yeah. You've never reached those levels, thank thankfully. Yes, I'm very but, grateful. I had other numbers, but yes. Um, yeah, I was at 10.2 when we started this journey. And my numbers that I got today were 5.2. Oh, that's amazing. So that has been cut in half. Cut in half, and it is showing that your diligence with maintaining a healthy glucose for over a year has allowed for that a1c to neutralize mm -hmm. yeah because that one is the one that they test over three months so that one is not you can't fake that one for lack of a better term with the with the regular morning check blood glucose if you fast if you're really, really good for a couple of days, you can get the blood sugar to come down and you can falsify that number and say, oh, well, it's, it's lower, it's cool. Yeah. But the A1C is the one that you can't really, you can't fudge that one. It's either right or it's wrong. Yes. That's, an, that's <clears throat> incredible. And a lot of that is because going back to our forte, you're learning how to flip things. You're learning how to alchemize and really inspire a lot of our cooking and changes in the kitchen. Yeah, it, it, it really is a matter of prior to surgery, I didn't look at what was in an item. I grabbed it, I cooked it, I ate it. And I had reached a point that I knew the blood sugar was going to be high, I knew the numbers were not going to be good, but there really wasn't anything I could do about it, so I was going to cook what I was going to cook, and I was going to eat what I was going to eat. And I cook, and I love cooking, and mine was always, everything goes in it. And it's always extra. Yeah. And it is extra cheesy, extra butters, extra. It was always, always is extra. So I am still learning that alchemizing. Uh, and as we are preparing for the Super Bowl this weekend, there is some fun fixings we have on the menu and some fun finds that we are doing. Last Super Bowl was only a couple weeks out of surgery. So last year, our Super Bowl was literally soup or bowl. Yeah. Yeah, last year, our, uh, our cheat, I guess I should say, was... Uh, Chinese food soup. Chinese soup. Yep, delivery. Delivery. Um, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't really even move around all that well yet. And on top of that, the weight was all still there. And 
the pain from surgery was still there and the lack of able to really eat much of anything was definitely still there and uh, so yeah our our Super Bowl was a soup in a bowl <laughs> and the bowl was the size of a thimble I think if I remember right Yes, and we are definitely going to shake it up this Super Bowl. Um, I'm definitely Team Swifty for the Super Bowl. I am... See, I think you're confused. Taylor is not playing in this game. Oh, she's playing in all the games, mm -hmm. but it's all good. So, what is on the menu for the Super Bowl this week? Uh, well, let's see. We've got, we're cheating, for lack of a better term, this week. Or not this week, but this Sunday. Okay. Um, and even though we're, we're not cheating too much, we are fudging the lines just a little bit. Okay. We'll start back up on Monday. Okay. But we're going to have homemade queso. Okay. And we're going to have... A, actually a really good chicken and apple sausage that I found at Costco even though Walmart has them now and we're gonna cook those up gotta keep the protein up even on cheat day yep and uh, we're gonna cook those up we're gonna have some uh, uh, shrimp cocktail again protein is key yeah I do like your alchemy that we do on the cucumber and how we flipped our ranch and now it is infused with Greek yogurt and all the ranch dips. So then we yeah, get the well protein. Now, now that I make it that way, I, I, I started making it with just Greek yogurt, mm -hmm. which is okay. Um, but I do use just a little bit of mayo now, which is fine. It's just a matter of quantity versus, uh, you know, doing things without. Um, you add just a little bit of mayo to it and it, it creams it up just a little bit without making it too terrible. Okay. So you get the protein from the Greek yogurt. You get a little bit creamier consistency with the with the mayo, and then you've got your your ranch uh, dip seasoning. So I I mix that up. Usually I add some dill and a little bit of garlic on 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 the back end before I I finish it. Mm, very um, nice. And then peel and slice some cucumber and. Got your, your cucumber chips and so it's it's all good things in moderation. And I wouldn't say that we're cheating or fudging or anything like that. It's it's a new nourishment. It is finding that balance between it all. And the queso is infused with a lot of ground turkey and ground hamburgers and different proteins so it is a um, meaty queso yeah it is still good protein and and that and 
it, it, it really boils down to the lesser of, of evils, I guess, for lack of a better term. If you can do things that you can enjoy, but at the same time have some content that you need, then you're not really stepping outside the lines of, of what you need to be consuming. And it's also about having a taste of a, it's, I call it a bariatric buffet. And it is. It's, it's just because we're making these foods doesn't mean that the quantity of what we're having changes. It, it's really a matter of a taste of each item. Yes. Because that's really all that we can do now is a taste. Yes. It's, you're not overindulging because the capacity is not there to be really be able to do that. And I love where we're going with the dessert. So the dessert is... Yeah, well, the dessert's not exactly bariatric. Yes, and but it is something that we like to do. This is a famous recipe from your grandmother Ruby. Grandmother Ruby was is an amazing baker, and I love how we have our Christmas village, and we have a little Ruby's Bakery that we light up every year. Yeah, to really keep that lit up. Um, and she would be so proud of us and she really knows what it was like to struggle with weight herself she witnessed that through her sons your grand your dad and um uncle and then we also see that within us and so her recipe is honored with football before We've done the lemon bars for Super Bowls in the past. We've had them work out really, really great. We've had them work out... Not so great. Not so great. And they've turned into lemon bar pudding. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still going to hold uh, my story that it was the pan because... Yes. I remade that recipe that day and they came out just fine with my normal pan, so... Yes, yeah, so you have a thing with alchemizing lemon bars and, and not using the pan, so yeah. you refuse to alchemize the lemon bar recipe. I Yeah, I refuse at this point, yeah. Okay, so we have a refusal to alchemize a recipe and... Out of all the recipes, I'm glad it's this one. This is my all-time favorite, a lemon bar. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's why I, I still do it. Um, it. It pleases me to be able to make that recipe and know that the people that I'm sharing it with enjoy it. Because that's how Grandma was. She, she loved to make things that everybody enjoyed even if she wasn't having it yes grandma didn't really like coconut but she has a recipe for a coconut custard pie that was absolutely fantastic and she would make it for the family because she knew that everybody else liked it so that was her thing is bake and share and be able to take in and 
fulfill other people's uh, sweet tooth. Yes, <clears throat> but it got to the point where you would bake it and I wouldn't share it. I would keep it all to myself. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> part of the whole reason we were kind of in that predicament at that point, too. So Yes, hubby would bake it and I would eat it. I would be your best customer. And that's where we're finding the balance now is now I can, I have to share it. Yeah. Now it's a lemon bar and not lemon bars. Yes. And, and you know, but a lemon bar can satisfy that craving more now than lemon bars did at one point. Yes. And I'm <clears throat> learning to embrace nourishing and what I'm saying with that is allowing myself to really enjoy it enjoy savor bring in that lemon bar mm -hmm. honor it and really enjoy the essence of the lemon bar and I learned that in the parking lot on the phone, in Kohl's, when we were going into Kohl's and we were talking about Christmas cookies and I wanted your Christmas cookies recipe. And you said, we can do Christmas cookie, not a cookies. And I learned the difference between a lemon bar and a lemon bars and a cookie and cookies back during Christmas. And yeah, now, it, it really comes down to, like you were saying a minute ago, you know, all, thing, all good things in moderation. And I think it's important, that's why I'm doing the recipe this weekend, is I think it's important to be able to, not all the time, but for certain special occasions, do a recipe with a cookie or a lemon bar or a piece of cake that we can enjoy and not feel bad for. Yes. But it's moderated to where we're not overindulging and taking steps backwards on the path that we're currently on. Absolutely. And I love how the grandmother wisdom is coming through and all great things in moderation came through my grandmother. Right. And so it's this divine echo back and forth. And as we learn how to really be present with cooking, with enjoying food in a new way, I love how we're celebrating it with our ancestors, with our, you know, family. And that's keeping yeah. that going. Yeah, and they, like you were saying, they would have been very pleased with the progress that's been made and the effort that we've put forth. Um, and, you know, the, grand, the grandmothers that we're currently talking about are no longer with us physically. But it allows us to keep them alive, keep them part of the process and part of the journey. 
Um, and, you know, so it's really uh, a major blessing in that respect. Yes. And it's about, I love how you mentioned the pleased and that with the progress, because it is progress, but not perfection. Absolutely. It can't be perfection. Striving for perfection will only cause disappointment. It has to be perfect for each individual person going through the process because what's perfect for me is not perfect for you. And we learned that. And we have learned that. Yes, we have absolutely learned that. Um, pepper Jack cheese. Oh, you're bringing up pepper? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My love affair with pepper? Yeah, and pepper jack cheese I actually can eat now. Whereas before, I was not able to handle it. There's no way my stomach wouldn't handle it. It just didn't process. Now, I can handle it and you can't. So, a small square of pepper jack cheese might be perfect for me, but it's no longer perfect for you. I still sneak her in. Even though she's not perfect for me anymore. Oh, goodness. There's days where I just have to have a bite of that pepper jack. And it is just one little bite, and that's all it takes. But, oh, Lordy, have mercy. And that's okay. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Me and my pepper jack, that's a whole podcast. Yes. And it is about being in progress and not perfection. And I learned that through a... TBP, the Team Body Project, the movement, and a video series I found on YouTube many years ago that got me to start moving. And I love their mental and physical movement. And we can link that also for people to check out because that is a wonderful resource. There's some free videos on YouTube, but I have subscribed. I become a fan. And I've, I've learned a lot about progress and really pivoting as we need to overcome obstacles because it has not been a cakewalk. No. No, it has not. It, and it never really will be. It's about creating the your own individual cakewalk, creating your own individual progress and progression and your own perfection. And your own perfection is more about progressing forward versus trying to be perfect and being stuck. Yes, and that's where we're going to go into some of the obstacles that we did overcome and that we are still overcoming whether it was additional surgeries due to gallbladders tapping out and saying oh we're no longer here we can no longer be along for this journey and how I had to witness that at three weeks post-op and you had to witness that at 10 months post-op and how those were two different segues into realizing what we designated as being on one 
Harley going down a, on a designated path together was mainly two different paths, two different avenues. You ended up going one way with your surgery. I ended up going a different way with my surgery. And now we're reuniting how we can move forward in a more cohesive way. Well, yeah, the, the destination is the same. And regardless of what paths you travel to get there, the destination is still the same. My destination is still the same as your destination. We might have to travel different roads to get there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're going to be running the same road and running the same lane, and other times we're going to be running completely different roads, but the destination is still the same. Yes, and I love how we keep that destination alive by constantly checking in with each other. Are we headed in the right direction? Are we logging our foods? Are we doing our hydration? Are we making our progress? Not perfection. How does our blood work? So there is accountability. There is check marks along the way. Hey, how are you? How am I? And that destination is clear. We do also work with our visions and what our destination looks like. What are we going to be wearing? What are we going to be doing to celebrate? And those are where we're going to take this journey on hopefully horseback riding someday and in side-by-sides on ATVs and maybe I might even put skis back on. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see because I was like, yeah, that skis. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll Anything see if is I possible at this point. Anything is possible. Well, thank you for tuning in. We will check in. Much love, many blessings.